Spring is here and baseball is back. You can't forget the Derby. I love the hats. Do you have yours yet? My hat? I treated myself to a whole outfit. If you want to be able to treat yourself, then you should check out the Nest Savings Account at LGE Community Credit Union, where they want you to reach your savings goals faster. Take it from a pair of 680 The Fan wives. Head to lgeccu.org to find out what makes their team number one in Georgia. Hey guys, welcome to this week's edition of Welcome to Atlanta. We appreciate you guys making us your weekly destination to catch up with some of our favorite uh, Atlanta and Georgia guests, uh, both past and present. Let's not waste any time. Let's get to this week's edition of Welcome to Atlanta. All right, so this, my friends, is a very special edition of Welcome to Atlanta. This will be an AMA and ask me anything. What the purpose of this is, is to give our listeners to both the podcast and the radio show a chance to ask whatever's on their mind. Secrets revealed. Bum, bum, bum. So this is where we get all the juice out. This is where we can talk about coworkers. I don't think anything's off limits. I'll have my buddy Brandon Joseph. Brandon, say hello to the audience. Hello, audience. Brandon will be the moderator for this event. And we have some listeners on board with us for both the video and audio of this little presentation because they wanted to know some answers to some very pressing questions that I think will change the course of our existence together. I don't want to build this up too much, but again, this is like, remember when the magicians did behind the magic and started telling you how the tricks were done? We're going to pull the curtain back today. It's all going to happen. All right, let's go through. Let's welcome in our listeners, first of all. Here, let's start with Daniel. Daniel, let me uh, introduce you to the audience. Uh, Say hello to everybody, and thank you for joining us, Daniel. Hey, everybody. Thank you for... We have two Daniels, Matt. Oh, I'm sorry. Oh, my God. Let's uh, Let's go Daniel H. first. Okay, well, that's me, um, Daniel Hammock, and um, I'm happy to be here. I'm from Kennesaw, Georgia, so not far from you, Matt. Um, not that I've been watching you or anything, but uh, <laughs> <laughs> excited to be on. Thank you for having me. All right, Daniel's not a stalker. He made that very clear. Let me bring in the other Daniel, Daniel Q, who also joined us. Tell us a little about yourself, Daniel. Uh, well, I am definitely uh, the superior Daniel in this chat. I'm sorry, Daniel H. I, uh, I apologize it had to be like this. Um, (laughs) i'm a big fan of the show uh i'm here to uh bring soccer which i know is the most important uh sport that matt gets excited about talking about i refer to it as football but thank you very much daniel i'll learn you before we're done let me bring in eric real quick eric's our uh next contestant here on the prices right eric say hello to the audience hello audience my middle name is actually daniel (laughs) we're daniels good just what we need uh, where do you reside? What part of town are you in? Uh, I'm in Canton, Georgia. Okay. So. I like it. All right, gentlemen. So here's the deal. So Brandon Joseph's along with us. He's going to have a bunch of questions that people submitted as well. We'll let you guys, BJ, should we let them start out the festivities? Yeah, let them start off. All right. Uh, I'll start with you, Eric. Give me a question you want to start with. Nothing's off limits. Ask us anything. And uh, we'll see if we can reveal some major secrets today. What do you got? Oh, um. I didn't know this is what we were doing when they asked me to do this. So um, it's good to see BJ prepped you guys. I feel good about this. <laughs> so let's awesome. see. Um, you want me to come back you, to you? Have you felt? No, I'm ready. I got to okay. go. Have you felt the difference since uh, the mass layoffs? The difference in like how it felt more like a family, and then now it just doesn't feel the same. 
Uh, it's a good question. I think anybody who's at a company where you work with somebody or several people for a long time, and then it's, uh, oh, and, you know, there's an overhaul, there's big changes. I mean, in, you know, the clearest way I could say it, it sucks, right? We all went through this thing this year where so many different companies had to make changes for many different reasons. And yeah, it sucks. These are friends. These are people you grow with. And I'll give you a little like history here between Steak and Kincaid, especially like Steak and I have worked together since 1997 in different forms and fashions at two different radio stations. So that's, I mean, you're talking about nearly 24 years. Kincaid and I worked together, believe it or not, my first ever shift on 790 The Zone on the weekends way back in 1998 was with Kincaid. So we had a relationship since then. Um, but it's not just the honor people. We lost a lot of people behind the scenes that are just really talented, good people. It's nobody's fault, right? I know we all want to point fingers and blame in this case, but this is a bigger entity than all of us that caused this. But it sucks. I mean, it's no fun. There's, you know, there's that sort of black cloud that hangs over whenever there are changes made. You wish it didn't happen. You hate it. But here's what I love. These are talented people who in pretty much all these cases have already bounced back to, to really good situations. And I am hokey about this. Because I was fired myself. I was let go at the old radio station. I am a believer in what is supposed to happen, happens for a reason, and hopefully leads to something else. So, but yeah, no, in, in the short term, it's awful. It sucks. So, it's a good question. Let's go, Daniel H. Daniel H., what's on your mind? Ask anything. Well, so I guess, yeah, we didn't get much prep, but I went back and looked at the question that I submitted. Good man. Um, and just, just to be ready. So, the question I actually submitted was uh, being on the radio, do you get recognized a lot in the community? I know that's different from obviously being on air. I know you've been on air before. Um, so is it, is it the same? Do you get stopped a bunch of places or kind of uh, what's that like for you? You know, it, it happens a good bit. What I always like is you can always tell if somebody does recognize you and then doesn't want to bother you. If I'm out at a restaurant with my kids and my family, you will see people who do recognize but don't want to interrupt a, a meal or do whatever. <laughs> But it does happen a good bit. I mean, I guess I've been sort of lucky to be around the city long enough, TV and radio, that it happens, you know, a good bit. My favorite is when people, like, sort of recognize you and they're not sure. And I will duck out. I will make it a point not to tell you. <laughs> when they go, how, how do I know you? Usually the response is I probably owe you money. Or, oh you know, God. there's some job I didn't finish at your house. But trying to put the two and two together is always funny to me for people who, who think they know, but they're not sure until later. So, yeah, it happens a good bit, which is nice. It's very nice. I love when people are, are you know, kind enough to come say hi and say something about the show. So that's always good news. I actually had come by one time. Um, I was a manager at the Woodstock Dwarf House. Okay, sure. Um, and so you were in one time by yourself, and I was like, who's Matt? Where's his food at? And then I yeah. looked, and I saw you, and I was like, wait a second. I think that's this. And no one else in the store has any idea because I'm the only one that listens to the Whoa, how do you know that does? Yeah, it could be true. We can have big listeners there at the Dwarf House. Well, that's true. That's true. I hate to sell anybody else short, but right. Yeah. Was I was I a dick or was I nice? No, you were nice. I just didn't want to bother you. So I was like, hey, you're Matt Chernoff, right? And you're like, yeah, I am. And I was like, all right, awesome. I love the show. Tell Chuck I said hi. And I just like dipped. That's what okay. you enjoy. See, your- we, you know, we did. We had a moment though. And then I had some there waffle fries. That's what you did. Very good moment. All right. Daniel. I saw you on the Frozen ride at, D- at Disney World last year. Shut up. I swear. Uh, hey. You were uh, you were harassing your boys because they were being mean to your daughter, so I couldn't even be that awkward. <laughs> so they were acting fools in line, and I was yeah, that sounds about right. Yeah, I, te- I text Hoyt and I said, should I bother him? And he said, nah, leave him alone. Dude, that is hysterical. Do you know how funny it is at Disney? I will run into our listeners. I mean, a ton, either in lines or just walking around the park. It's always the, because 
you know, a busy day at Disney World, you'll have thousands of people. And how would you run into anybody? But yeah, that always cracks me up. See, it's good to see I was being a disciplinarian, though. See, when, when the kids have to, you know, be told what to do, dad's got to step in and take care of business. Amen. Yeah. All right. Let me get Daniel Q in here. Daniel Q, AMA, what you got on your mind? I mean, first, I guess I'm, I'm a little jealous. I'm the only one here that hasn't ran into you so far. So uh, well, we can plan that. I mean, you know, we can always you know, figure out something. I, I'll be like at Walgreens tomorrow morning. <laughs> hey, listen, man, just come by the, the Jewish Community Center. Our coach and soccer there. We'll, we'll make this happen. We'll do it. Mazel, mazel. That's yes. what I'm saying. All right. Uh, so I guess my question will be uh, you know, a little bit, uh, you know, kind of cheesy and philosophical here. What was the last thing you did for the first time? Ooh, wow. BJ, did you know we were going to get deep in this? No, I didn't know. <laughs> what was the last thing I did for the first time? That's a God, that's like a Barbara Walters. What kind of tree would you be if you could be? Uh, <laughs> I did for the first time. That is a great question. Glad oh, you were prepped on this. I mean, I thought we were going to talk about the radio station or like the Braves and then he's got nothing. The last thing I did for the first time... Um, all right, I'm gonna I'm gonna write that. And I'm gonna come back to that one. That's that's too good of a question for me just to rush into an answer. Last How do I change my name? The, the, oh, do we have do we have Lisa Hoyt on here? Do we have what? the. I'm in. Why is BJ? You didn't invite Hoyt. Why are you here? Follow the podcast Spark on social media for live updates as new episodes hit and behind-the-scenes looks at all our shows. Find us on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook at The Podcast Party. I want to talk about one of our great sponsors at The Rhodes Group. Yes, my buddy Clayton Rhodes and The Rhodes Group are a proud sponsor of us here at Welcome to Atlanta, and they're also my insurance company. Uh, it was about, I don't know, four or five months ago now that... I finally realized why am I paying so much for my home and car insurance? I don't think we realize as the consumer we should be shopping or having somebody in a professional setting shop those rates for us. So I had the professionals at the Rhodes Group shop my rates and they ended up saving me a boatload of money. I'm talking about $2,000 for my home and car insurance. By now you guys know it's a great time to refinance your home. You see all those rates. Well, you might not know it's also a great time to shop your home insurance. Home insurance rates creep up every year, and the only way to get the best policy and the best rate is to work with an independent insurance agency like the Rhodes Group. Here's the deal. You can get up to 10 insurance quotes in 10 minutes from the Rhodes Group at no cost to you. You want to visit them online, i got a special landing page for you. You can go to roads-group.com slash churnoff. It's spelled R-H-O-A-D-S. roads-group.com slash churnoff. You can also see the link up at Real Matlana on Twitter. They're my insurance company. They're going to do this at no cost to you, and you're going to end up saving a boatload. The Rhodes Group is the answer to saving money and getting the best in insurance coverage. Again, the Rhodes Group is the place you want to go. Tell them Matt sent you. Go to roads-group.com slash churnoff. This morning in the Atlanta airport, no one's missing a meal on Mac Wilburn's watch. With 11 restaurants to serve passengers, he's got dining for every destination. And it all started when Mac talked with First Horizon Bank about opening a franchise in the airport. Now it's open for business and cleared for takeoff. First Horizon Bank. Let's find a way. Go to firsthorizon.com slash Mac. First Horizon Bank, member FDIC. 
Support for Extra 106.3 comes from Natural Body Spa and Skin Remedy, celebrating their 35th anniversary and offering gift cards in-store and online. You can discover Mother's Day and anniversary presents online at Natural Body Spa and Skin Remedy at naturalbody.com. Are you guys virtually ready to be penetrated? It's, Are we doing a Q&A Brian, with Matt? What's well, going on? Let me introduce, it's Brian Hoyt for the listeners out there. It would be very special. Welcome to Matt Landon. How did you get an invite to this? Uh, I don't know. It was in my mailbox. Is, is that your wife? Wait, tell her to come back. No, that's your wife. <laughs> I, yeah. How's your wife and my kids? <laughs> so, uh, What's so, she wearing? You just, you just missed the question that Daniel had. What was the last thing I did for the first time? Like some deep philosophical question. I could not think the last thing I did for the first time. What? Was, was this radio? That's, or, I, mean, I, I mean, listen, is it either that or when was the last time you were in Chuck hot tub? So we can go either way. Well, if I was in his hot tub, that would be the last thing I did for the first time. But no, I've never been in the actual, the actual hot tub. But wait, can you think of something you did for the last time? The last time you did it for the first time? All right, well, think about it. You think about it. BJ, why don't you run through some of the questions, then we'll go back around the room to the uh, to the guys again. How about the, uh, how about can we say this? Can we say what happened in Vegas, Copperfield? Uh, yeah, sure. Would that be the first time? The last time? Uh, the, uh that's the last. Uh, no, it's not the first time, but it's the last time. Oh, okay. Well, that was the first time I had seen you see a dinosaur. <laughs> do you guys know what he's referring that to? That motorcycle oh. came out of nowhere. <laughs> BJ was there too. So, do you guys have any clue, or are we just talking to inside radio here? Insider, I got nothing, but I'm just excited that Hoyt is everything I dreamed he would be, uh, getting to meet you in person, so I just want you to know that. Well, thank you. I'm glad we're distanced right now, socially distanced, so, you know. <laughs> so, in Vegas, Hoyt got us tickets to see David Copperfield, which, you know, what else are you going to do with four dudes in Vegas but see a, a magic show? And uh, he got us front row seats. I mean, we are uh, two feet away from David Copperfield. And uh, he gets sick as a dog because he claimed he had a stomach issue. I claimed he was hammered and had alcohol poisoning. So he ends up leaving. So now in the room, it's myself, Carlos, and, and Brandon Joseph. And, and a spaceship. Uh, I mean, we could just say it. What, what's legal in Las Vegas is not legal here. They have dispensaries where you can pick up, you know, some treats. We picked up some treats and uh, I didn't think it was going to affect me. Till about an hour later in the middle of the Copperfield show when he made a dinosaur appear, or so I thought, a spaceship fly over our head, and I was, uh, Brandon Joseph, am I exaggerating? I was slapping people. Yeah, you are. You were slapping and grabbing. I was very uh, excited to see a dinosaur. In a and then spaceship. we met Copperfield. <laughs> and then we did, and all I could think was, don't look high. Don't look high. Don't Can look I high. ask, what did Daniel think was going to come from that question, by the way? <laughs> oh, no. Listen, none of us were prepared to actually ask questions, so I'm just coming off the top of my head here. <laughs> you did well. All right, you guys hang out for one second. Let's run through these uh, a few of these. BJ, you got some questions from the listeners? Yeah, YDA Jake asks, what is the most definitive moment that solidified your Atlanta fandom? Ooh, that's a great question. Most definitive moment? Um, well, see, I don't think there's one, right? So, like, if you grow up in, in a city or in a fan base – I just remember at the youngest age, for some reason, I have memories of five years old watching the 1982 Atlanta Braves win a division. And I don't remember a ton about it, but I remember just the end of the season. I remember watching the playoffs with my dad, who was not a Phil- was not an Atlanta fan. He was a Philadelphia fan. So I got into that. Um, the next moments, I mean, the 80s were bad. I was a huge Hawks fan in the 80s. We're talking late 80s, Dominique, Spud, Doc Rivers, that type of team. But it was just like a cumulative. It wasn't like one thing. I just, like I always tell people, you don't pick the Atlanta life. It picks you. 
Next question. Next question from the submitted question to the AMA is from H. Hollis. If you could interview anyone from Atlanta sports history, who would it be? Oh, it's Ted Turner. I mean, it's not even a debate. That's the one that if I could get him for the podcast, long form Ted Turner interview to talk about everything from owning the Braves, his wrestling days at WCW, owning the Hawks, goodwill games. I mean, Ted Turner to me is as important as anybody when it comes to the sports culture and landscape of this city. And I also think that the biggest turning point for him was selling, you know, Turner eventually to AOL and he loses the Braves. And I also think it changed the direction of where we are with those couple of teams for a very long time. So that's an easy one. Ted Turner would be the money uh, interview that I would love. Anybody have any questions? We can go back around the room. Daniel? You got anything? Oh, you want to go Daniel? Yeah, DQ okay, has a question. I'm, Quigley. I, I'm being selfish here, guys. I'm sorry. Uh, you know, just to, to give you an easier one, Matt, or probably this is going to be a Hoyt question, is uh, have you been to Magic City, and are the wings as good as Lou Williams tells you? I have never been to Magic City, Matt. Yeah, I've been, yeah, I've been there. So go, <laughs> Magic City is an experience – especially for a group of about eight white guys that you have to go and enjoy. It's, um, I mean, it, it was a fun night. I would tell you, like, it's got, what year are we, 2020? So it's got to be at least 15, 16 years. But, yes, I've been there one time. Didn't have any wings, though. So I'm going to have to trust Lou Williams if they're a game changer. Those, for whatever reason, the wings weren't, like, eating strip club food has never been on my radar. When you say eight white guys, is it the clientele or is it the dancers? Well, no, no. I'm, like, with the group that we were with, you get extra attention from the dancers that night. Oh, yeah. sorry, BJ. No, they love white women. <laughs> no, white men at Magic City, yeah. yeah. You know that for a fact? Because yeah, I was only there the one time. All right. Yeah, I've been to Magic City, and they looked at me like I was just a regular, like a regular person there. But <laughs> What about Club Nikki? Nobody, no. No, nothing. All right. That was a good question, Quickly. I'm kind of worried why you had that on your mind, but that's fine with me. Anybody else who's got something next? Yeah, I got one. Go um, for it. What's your favorite – well, I guess two-part. What's your favorite segment to do on air? And then kind of to go along with it, what do you think is the fans' favorite? Um, I mean, I think everybody loves the audio fun bag. I still think that's always the one because people love the uncomfortable, especially when it's us involved. Um so I'll tell you one that was my favorite. I think Hoyt will know this because it, it was a ton of work on him, but I loved it. We did a bit for a while at the end of the show hmm. where it was a mocking of a rapid fire from the front row, but it was just steak on tape talking to the listeners. <laughs> and it would, I, I would undoubtedly just start tearing up every night at the question and answers. And that got kiboshed after a while, but that was, to me, that was... I could have done that for 20 minutes a day and never, you know, thought it was too much. It was wonderful. Well, of course you could have because you weren't doing anything. <laughs> You'd bring the caller on and Steak would interact with them for the next 20 minutes. <laughs> and poor Chuck was so uncomfortable because he wasn't speaking. So the first time we ever did it, I don't even know why we planned to do it. I just had something I worked on and you can hear Chuck laughing for the first two minutes. He's like, this is hilarious. But then it's going on for four minutes and now five minutes. And he's like, this is my show. Why am I not talking on my show? This is not good. And he was like, that was funny. Let's not do that again. Yeah. He gets very uncomfortable when he's not talking, which like I am a big fan of uncomfortable silences. And these guys will tell you, I have never had a problem sharing the mic. Like I want as many voices and as many different things. Chuck will get uncomfortable when there's not uh, 
when there's not Chuck involved. But yeah, that one would be one of my favorites. I would bring it back today if we could. I love that one so much. My friends still mock me because you roasted me when I did that one time. You did the interaction uh, mistake? Yeah, and I had a joke planned and I did it and you said, leave the comedy to somebody else, bro. <laughs> my, my friends, anytime I say something stupid, they go, leave the comedy to somebody else, bro. See how it sticks like that, though? Yeah, once you do it, it, it stays around there for a while. All right, nope. anybody else have one or BJ, do we want to run through some more? Well, just playing off of Daniel's question, somebody did submit what was your least favorite segment of Chuck and Trey off all time. Okay. This I is think I know sound. the answer to this one. All right, let me hear your answer. because The I, big I, tease. I, you hated that. Uh, I don't remember the big tease. Hoyt makes fun of me. What was the big tease again? So the, big, the big tease was not a segment. The big tease was a game, was it game. not? Yeah, that was a game. So I think his least favorite would be I Hear Voices. He hated it because we would just play <laughs> coach's audio, and Matt hate coach's audio because it's just yeah. coach speak. Yeah, yeah, I hate that. And I'll add one more, and this is not a shot because I love the guy involved. CFTs. <laughs> Jim Donnan used to come on with us when we were doing middays, and I love Coach Donnan. But it was a long segment, so we had to come up with some different stuff. So we created this thing called uh, the Coach versus the King. Was it a trivia thing? Yes, but no. It was like all college football questions, trivia-based, and the King would always win every single time. The King being Jim Donnan. I'm sorry. It was the uh, Coach yes. that would always win. I'm going to drink yeah. more. So tell them, to the, the uh, Donnan story for a second. Remember when we would have guests on what he would do? So Jim Donnan used to do a show with Steve West, and it was, what, an hour show, Matt, on, like, Tuesdays and Thursdays? Sounds right. And this was at the time when, like, Jim still had connections and everything else, and so he's calling Mac Jones on the air. He's calling so-and-so on the air. Well, one day he's supposed to have Urban Meyer come on. This is, like, in Urban's heyday, like 2007, 2008, just one natty, back-to-back natties or whatever. And he's like, we're joined now by Urban Meyer. Urban, how are you? And he takes his phone and holds the phone up to the microphone, thinking it's going to come through his phone and he can have a conversation. So Kofar runs in. He's like, what are you doing? And grabs his phone. And he's like, you're an idiot. I'm going to call him on the air. We don't do phone calls like that. And so that was the, the best uh, thing is you, you could hear Urban sort of in the distance. Like imagine a muffled, <laughs> like, it's, it's good to be here. And you would just hear Urban Mike because he's moving the receiver back and forth just so you could get some Urban Myers. So, yes, that would probably – Again, love coach to death, but that was probably the. Uh, that was he probably always the still leaves his phone on on the podcast that he's on now. So when they're recording, his phone will go off, and I know that you guys like to mess with people when their phone goes off. So we would, yeah. Once he, once Hoyt would find out Buck would leave his phone on during the show or Domino, it's the best. Undoubtedly, you'd hear the phone ring three, four, five, six, or eight times till they figured out how to either mute or put it on vibrate, which never happened. I like how I get blamed, by the way, but I will get texts from Chuck, Carlos, even Matt. Domino's phone is on, and that's all they'll text. They won't actually call him, so they just make me call him. Because you will do whatever, which we always respect, but also, you know, realize you don't care about getting fired. Who's that? Oh, my God. We got the full band together. Who else is here? Wait a minute. What's going on? Carlos Medina's here. Los! Hi. Hi, buddy. So what are we doing? Oh, we're just having a chat. We're just telling all the secrets. You want to see me naked? <laughs> are you Donald Duckin' it? You want to see my dong? See, on the, on the podcast, know. this isn't going to go well when people can't see your dong. So 
somebody's going to say yes eventually. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's huge. I'm so impressed. Just want you to know that, Los. <laughs> All right, so now that Carlos is here, we can reveal even more questions. BJ, let's run through a couple and see if Los wants to uh, spill the beans on anything here. Why does Chuck hate all things fun from Jay Farrell? I'm out. Ooh. <laughs> uh, Los? Simply? I think there are times when Chuck wants to, like, rechange the show every now and then. And right now his kick is like trying to get rid of fun stuff. So for those who don't know, like our three o'clock, if you guys, you guys listen to the beginning of the show. Okay. Oh yeah. So at the beginning of the show, Carlos and Hoyt came up with a great idea that said, let's set an appointment for people to have to hear the beginning of the show. So they have to be there. The whole idea was I would interact with digital Chuck. And we did that for a very long time with, I thought very good success. And then at some point, I, I don't know the rationale or the reason. It just it, it ended. Do we do we have any feeling on why it ended? Wait, thought it was a tell all. Am I in the tree of trust? Is that no, what you can share? Matt's the uh, only one that's for, for, you know can say what he wants. No, Chuck <laughs> wanted to reinvent the joke, and so we'll we'll find something different we're gonna do. So that's that. Chuck wanted to reinvent the joke, but we'll figure out. Something. Oh no! I'm so, yes, exactly. Here's how it works. Steve Jobs says, hey, guys, make the iPhone. And you go, well, Steve, you're a programmer. You don't really do. And he just says, go make the iPhone. It's kind of works like that with the show. Yeah, Somebody says, hey, um, you guys, you two idiots, come up with something funny. Just do it. Then let's not do this one. And so that's kind of how it works. He's not wrong. He's not wrong. So there will be something at some point, a new three o'clock dimension that we'll come up with somewhere along the way once Hoyt and Lewis figure it out. I mean, we tried the hot tub. I like the hot Listen, I'm going to be completely honest. Like, Digital Chuck is my favorite part of the show. I've harassed Hoyt on Twitter about Digital Chuck. I, I've, I've actually asked him before if he had the time and the resources, could he do an entire show with Digital Chuck? Ah, oh, it would be so difficult. Like, it would have to. I don't know how, because I. BJ, what do I have the opportunity to have? 15 hotkeys on one page that I can move? Like, with Digital Stake at the end. I had a lot of just non sequiturs, and then I had probably about 600 questions lined up that I could rapid fire through them. I just have, here's the problem. I have so much Chuck stuff that I could do it. Man, it'd be a pain in my ass. And I'm giving <laughs> mad ideas, and I hate this now. Don't you like I, a challenge, Hoyt? Yes. He used yeah. to, BJ. Not anymore. Not as much. Well, I, I got married into money. That's exactly I, right. I mean, listen, <laughs> You can. You guys have the feedback. You can take it to the station and say that the people want more digital Chuck. I mean, I, listen, three fourths majority want digital Chuck, so it's not as if you're not. You know, you're preaching the choir on this one. We we all love digital Chuck. Bang your monkey, I, and when I, feel, I say bang your monkey, I mean Oliver. Yeah, I feel empty when I don't. You know, say hi to Chuck and I get a hey Matt. I just it feels sort of empty. I'm not going to weird. You know, and we have to talk sports right off the top of the show. Gross. Yeah. There's a question about regrettable segments. So is there a segment that you regretted doing after the fact from Tar Heel 141? Uh, what did we regret? Um, Didn't you give Hoyt, Hoyt a segment? The ability. Yeah, the Hoyt segment. Oh. Would probably be the one. <laughs> Hoyt's Corner? Hoyt's yeah. Corner. <laughs> so, it, started okay. with a, it started with a story about sodomy, and at that point I was like, we're in trouble. We've already covered that on today's show, by the way. <laughs> yeah. But in my defense, I thought, well, Hoyt, he's great with the sound and he's great with his little anecdotes. The problem was trying to multitask and do the on-air bit with the with the drops. I think that was just too much, too many moving parts. Am I right, Hoyt? 
Somewhat, yes. Also, Los had the interns build an open for Hoyt's Corner, and the music was done after a minute. So it was just, it would be like a confidential with no music under it. Like, confidential feels like it's going good, the music goes and everything else. No, it was just Hoyt talking about a baby eating a condom (laughs) for like four minutes. And Chuck decided when he heard baby and condom, he didn't want to play anymore. So he he stayed out. Matt was just watching this abortion happen on the radio. So Matt stayed out of it, basically. And Los is like, dog, this is all you right now. I specifically remember Matt thought it was going to be so good. He's like, we'll bring that back at 645. We get done with the segment. Matt's like, yeah, we got to find something else to bring back. I think that might be the only thing we've ever only done one time and never brought it back. I mean, I'm sure there's other regrettable decisions like, but I, um, like, is there anything that got us in serious trouble that we regretted? Uh, no, Lowe's kept us from, Lowe's kept us from reading the letter oh, on air. Okay. So let's tell that story. That's, that's a great story. The letter uh, would have been, yeah. Give us, Lowe's, give it a little background. Mm-hmm. This is a great story. So we had started doing the audio fun bag again, and now listening back to it in retrospect, Hoyt was brutal. Like Hoyt was mean <laughs> about some of the stuff he was playing. Like I listen to it now and it's a lot more like kind of lighthearted. It's fun. We were we had portions of it that was basically shit on steak, like entirely shit on steak. And it wasn't personal. It's just, we were all kind of enjoying the bully tactic of it. <laughs> well, steak decided to write a letter and uh, yeah, that, that letter then started a whole chain of crazy events. Okay. So the let we have the letter and we're going to read it. We teased something that we were going to read at five 30 or five 45, five and o'clock, I, five, five o'clock, o'clock okay. on the dot. So, I mean, it is now 4.56 when Lowe's grows a conscience. <laughs> and I've got this letter, and I'm like, we're reading this letter. And minutes to go on the clock. There was, I mean, there was a timeout left, thank goodness. It was probably, in retrospect, the best idea that we did not read that letter. It would, it have, it would have sent a nuclear bomb throughout the entirety of the station if we had read that letter. That is very true. But like, I don't regret a ton of what we do. There's stuff that lands well. There's stuff that we miss on. There's stuff that's not funny. We've been called mean-spirited, all that stuff. I think what we've always tried to do is give the audience a laugh at ourselves, at other people, at whatever. I don't ever think, and I don't know, maybe I you know, will speak for you guys. I don't think the main goal is to be mean-spirited with it. It's how can we give somebody a laugh in the midst of whatever we're trying to do. And then there's been pushback, management, other you know, hosts at the station that we've always sort of had to deal with. But I, I didn't regret it. I really didn't. I think the thing that people within the the radio station, whoever pushed back on it, didn't understand. We are meaner to each other than we are to anybody else. Like every day we are mean to each other, but we're mean to each other like brothers. Like, okay, that happened. Mm -hmm. It's over with, move on to the next thing. But there are days when when we will all be getting all over each other in the way that only friends can. How about today? Los cleared his throat one time and Hoyt for the next 20 minutes did nothing but play him choking on the air in the middle of an update just to bust his balls. And, and and let me tell you this about this guy. He put a piece of audio in there that didn't actually happen. So it sounded like a, like I had some hoagie that was like being ejected from my throat. That Your didn't honor. happen. But at that point, when he makes it that audio, it's okay. I guess that's what happened. Your Honor, please. <laughs> Objection. That, that's Turn not the mic completely off. true. But yes, you did. But you also hacked a lung that I could hear. So I had <laughs> to put it in there. Yeah. <laughs> And 
really quick to go to the point about regrettable because, you know, working behind the scenes on the show with all you guys for as long as I have, there is like a level that everything has to clear. Nothing really goes through unfettered. Like, so the majority of people agree before it goes on air. So, no. So for the record, it starts with Matt. Matt comes up with the idea and then tells it to me. So then me and Los then create Matt's vision. <laughs> Los is normally, he's, he's my parental guidance. He's like, hey, you've crossed the line. Back it up there. I'm like, okay, I'll back it up there. Then I'll run over to BJ. BJ will produce something stupid for it. I'll try to tinker it even more. Los is like, can't say that, that, that. And then it finally hits the air, and Matt takes all the credit for it when it's on the air. So that's basically the process that it goes through. But he's not there's, wrong. There's one step, though, that we're missing. So Matt or Chuck will have the idea, but then we have to make sure that they don't have, they don't get exposed to it at all. So we put everything together so that their reactions to it are genuine. And I've always, I've never wanted to know anything until we get on air. I just never, to me, the genuine, like Lo said, reaction is always going to be real. We've all listened to radio where you know something is set up, where you know the bit has gone around two or three times and then you get the fake laughter. And I, I, I don't want that. The Burt Show. Point. <laughs> Bert's been a guest on the podcast. I, I'm a big fan of Bert. He's good people. He's very sensitive about that stuff. Jeez, B, BJ. Before we're gonna go around one more time before we finish up. BJ, any more questions from the listeners? We need. To yeah, uh, I got a question specifically for Los, who that just came in. Where do all the high school girls hang out? <laughs> you know, the funny thing about that drop, <laughs> we're at Sports and Social, and I'm I don't remember what the conversation was. But I remember just saying, like, it wasn't like he was running around there saying, and I pull away from the microphone and say, hey, where are all the high school girls hang out? (laughs) Straight from the line from Swingers. And so, unfortunately, because I work with Brian Hoyt, uh, you know, my friend and my amigo, he decided to then take that piece of audio and that drop of me yelling in sports and social, hey, where do the high school girls hang out? And has now become like this anytime, hey, we're going to be out over here. Where do the high school girls hang out? It is one. Of, that is still one of my favorites. That might be my number one. <laughs> and it's because you're off mic. I always yeah. think anything off mic from the distance always adds to the drop. Mm-hmm. Wait, before we go on with BJ Hoyt, are there two or three drops that you even won't play because you're uncomfortable? Because <laughs> I'm uncomfortable? Yes. No. <sighs> the old free agency countdown, I remember. What is this one? The four o'clock countdown? Okay, that's because it had an impression of Chuck doing Dick Clark after his stroke. Yes. And Chuck doesn't want that out there anymore. Like, there are some that don't make me uncomfortable. There are some that make Chuck uncomfortable, who then makes me uncomfortable when I get yelled at. Follow the podcast park on social media for live updates as new episodes hit and behind the scenes looks at all our shows. Find us on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook at the podcast park. I want to talk about one of our great sponsors at the Rhodes Group. Yes, my buddy Clayton Rhodes and the Rhodes Group are a proud sponsor of us here at Welcome to Atlanta. And they're also my insurance company. Uh, It was about, I don't know, four or five months ago now that I finally realized why am I paying so much for my home and car insurance? I don't think we realize as the consumer we should be shopping or having somebody in a professional setting shop those rates for us. So I had the professionals at the Rhodes Group shop my rates and they ended up saving me a boatload of money. I'm talking about $2,000 for my home and car insurance. By now you guys know it's a great time to refinance your home. You see all those rates. 
Well, you might not know it's also a great time to shop your home insurance. Home insurance rates creep up every year, and the only way to get the best policy and the best rate is to work with an independent insurance agency like the Rhodes Group. Here's the deal. You can get up to 10 insurance quotes in 10 minutes from the Rhodes Group at no cost to you. You want to visit them online, i got a special landing page for you. You can go to roads-group.com slash churnoff. It's spelled R-H-O-A-D-S. roads-group.com slash churnoff. You can also see the link up at Real Matlana on Twitter. They're my insurance company. They're going to do this at no cost to you, and you're going to end up saving a boatload. The Roads Group is the answer to saving money and getting the best in insurance coverage. Again, the Roads Group is the place you want to go. Tell them Matt sent you. Go to roads-group.com slash churnoff. Support for Extra 106.3 comes from Natural Body Spa and Skin Remedy, celebrating their 35th anniversary and offering gift cards in-store and online. You can discover Mother's Day and anniversary presents online at Natural Body Spa and Skin Remedy at naturalbody.com. Spring is here and baseball is back. You can't forget the derby. I love the hats. Do you have yours yet? My hat? I treated myself to a whole outfit. If you want to be able to treat yourself, then you should check out the Nest Savings Account at LGE Community Credit Union, where they want you to reach your savings goals faster. Take it from a pair of 680 The Fan wives. Head to lgeccu.org to find out what makes their team number one in Georgia. Have I told y'all not to play anything before? I don't think so. Neither yeah, do I. I don't know. No. I, I, oh, I don't yes, so. yes, 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 yes. You would not let us play them. You crying when Matt Ryan took the sack and Devontae didn't pick up here's, the, the blitz. Right, here's the deal. My wife behind my back is videoing me during a Super Bowl as the greatest comeback ever is happening. No, nobody needs to hear me crying. No, Matt, you can't do that. No, <laughs> you no, need to no, throw no. it away, Matt. Okay, that I mean, was a great like video. That. You saw it too? Yeah. How about my wife betraying me like that? How about me being the genius and texting your wife, hey, film your husband. I want his reaction for the yes. greatest Super Bowl victory okay. in the city. If they would have won, it would have been wonderful. Hey, Hoyt, why not just get uh, the reaction when my dad died? You want to? Uh, we'll play that. Oh, that's what he went to. That's what he went to. Oh, Hoyt got quiet. <laughs> oh, no, it's Lisa Hoyt. It's Lisa Hoyt. <laughs> Hoyt has left the chat. Yeah. <laughs> now we know it always shuts Hoyt up when you go to the death card. <laughs> we have a couple more that were submitted, and then we All can right. check to see if the guys have any more before we wrap it. Yep. What is the Where's greatest? Dad at? He's dead. What, what is the greatest sports achievement that you've witnessed from C. Brown ATL? Uh, well, I mean, it's the lone championship, right? Now, if you want to give me in person, I was at the NFC title game in 16, which was the most incredible game to go to a Super Bowl. But I mean, in 1995, and the bad news is I was at game. Oh, what game was I at? Uh, no, I wasn't. I was, I'm getting my years mixed up. I was at game two that year in Atlanta, but game six, winning a championship, nothing will top that. What's your proudest moment doing CNC from Jake? Ooh, that's a great question. Uh, proudest moment. Uh, there's been a lot, you know, okay. It's funny. We were just making fun and, and we are uncomfortable with the humor. I don't know if it's a proud moment, but nothing touched me more than after my dad passed the amount of like people reaching out and not just condolences. That's a normal, nice thing to do. 
But the messages that people left, like you're a part of our family every day, you don't know me, but I know you and this touches me. And it was like this connection with people that you almost forget. Because when you're doing a show, you know people are out there, but you don't automatically connect like that. I'm telling you, I got hundreds, if not thousands of those that like to this day still move me. The the thought that people took to to say those words beyond just the condolences. So yeah, that to me it was always the connectability. Who was your best mentor in this business from Wolfie 79? Hmm, that's a very good one. Um, I've got a few, right? I, um, I would say, honestly, and it's not always doing what they did. It's sort of going the other way sometimes and realizing the mistakes that people make. But, you know, I, I always think Nick Cellini was, was important to my career early when I was producing Nick and Chris. I was 19 years old, 20 years old. Um, so I thought that was – I thought he was important. Um, you know, I, like I said, State gave me an opportunity in this business when I was much younger than I deserved the chance. Gave me a show at 23 years old. Gave me several shows after that. So I think those are important as anybody. The uh, the guys that always jump out, like, you know, Matt and Chuck are always going to be big for my career. But it's the people that give you that first opportunity when you're yeah. really trying to get your foot in the door that you always kind of stick out. Um, you know, State's obviously one of them. That That's, that's always with there. Um, and then I had the right two teachers when I first started, uh, Bob Sturm, who does afternoon drive in Dallas and Dan McDowell, who does middays. The reason why is because those guys came from smaller markets and they showed up in Dallas and they knew how to do everything because you had to know how to do everything in a smaller market. And so the very first two guys I'm working with as hosts know how to edit audio, know how to go to, to, uh, out to press conferences. They knew how to do the show. They knew how to technically run the show. So I didn't have any excuses why not to know. And so that was always a really good thing to get started to realize if you know how to do everything, you have a lot less weaknesses in this business. Do we ask quite or do we just pretend to move on? Oh, nobody taught me anything. I'm just a fucking savant. <laughs> Very good. There, there's, there's the moment right there. There you have it. All right. Last, last submitted question. <laughs> what one athlete could you have interviewed that you passed on that you regret now? We've turned down several because they came with baggage um, or, or conditions conditions they came with conditions and, and i always think the audience is going to see through that we, I, i'm sure we've had some through the years that are like don't ask this or they only want to talk about that specific subject and to me I, I don't love interviews unless you can ask something i think the audience wants to know i've said many times an interview to me in radio now is you ask the question the guest is expecting they answer it the way you're expecting, and you've just spun your wheels for seven or eight minutes. On our show, we like information people. We have the information, like our you know list of guys we have are information people. But I, um, I'm trying to think who we've turned. I, you know, I don't know that we've turned anybody down that I regret or didn't want to have. You know, through the years, Los at the old place when Chuck Smith and I were doing the show, I bet we had Michael Vick on ten times because of yeah. their relationship. So we had him all throughout that time. We had Chad Johnson and and. Uh... Who was he got in a fight with? It with, was with uh, uh, with um, the, um, D'Angelo Hall. D'Angelo Hall. They got in a fight on air. Started dropping n bombs on each other. Oh my on god! The it air. was like it was nonstop. Yeah, uh, but I don't. I don't have any that like I, that we passed up or didn't do. The only ones we ever not taken is when they have conditions. We're we're the people that whenever we've done the Super Bowl or anything else like that, we're very subjective with who we want to talk to, and a lot yes. of times it's somebody that we know, somebody that's a right. friend of the show, because you just get something different there. You can, we can have Barrett Salee on and bust balls differently because right. I struck him out in a, in a men's league 15 years ago and Hoyt plays on his softball team. So you just have a different look. We're not asking about the fullback at Tennessee. Oh. It's, 
it, it turns into more of like a guy talking fun conversation. We can do that, but we can also talk about karaoke with him at SEC media days. Right. Yeah. All right, BJ, should we go around the room one time and see if the, uh, the, the crew here and guys, thank you very much for being a part of this. Let's go through this one time. Where is, uh, did we lose Eric? No, I'm here. Oh, there we go. Eric, you got one final one you want to finish with? What's the money shot here? Quite no words. All right, real quick. Number one, is there a dream job you would take to leave Atlanta? And number two, uh, back to the strip clubs from earlier. There used to be a strip club next to a gas station on Northside that was called Girls Are Fun, and it had a giant mouth with yes on it for kissing aloud. <laughs> Do you ever know anybody who went there? Um, I don't was know anybody. The, was the R backwards like Toys R Us, by the way? Girls are fun. I like how the kissing is allowed. <laughs> It's the seediest thing I've ever heard. I, I can't um, talk. I had a bachelor party at Tattletales. So. Right. And I've you know, been to Flashers, so I'm not judging by any means. But no, I don't know anybody who's been to that. Toppers. Well, Toppers, yeah. I mean, everybody can go Toppers. Like, this is this is like when you're talking about these places, you're talking about Flashers or uh, Tattletales. Like, it's not exactly the A-team working those doors. It's a neighborhood bar with strippers. That's what I went to. So I, I, I have no problem with the idea. Had I known about that place, I probably would have gone. Welcome to the yeah. neighborhood. So, uh, would ever leave Atlanta? Um, I only had one chance. Uh, I only considered one chance at one point for a job that I didn't even know if it was real or not that was happening. I was in discussion with New York, but I don't know that I would have ever really let. Yeah, this is years. Look at Hoyt. Hoyt didn't know this story. Look at this. Boomer yeah, and Chernoff. Yes. <laughs> I had an inquiry from not WFM, but another station up there that was looking for talent at the time. They were convinced I was from the Northeast, which I thought was hysterical. Right? That's good. I, I, I actually sent Hoyt a picture probably about, what, six or seven years ago when I got flown out to L.A. to to do a show with a former linebacker who uh, flat out said, it's Brady Papinga. And oh, he's yeah. awful at radio. Like, he's, <laughs> he's really good on NFL broadcasts. Like, he's a, like, he does Westwood One, does radio calls. He's really good at that. I remember the only thing he kept saying, he kept saying the name Ned Coletti, you know, GM of the Dodgers. Sure. But for emphasis, he would keep going. And that's why I blame Ned Coletti. Oh, God. Ned Coletti. And I'm sitting there going, like, do you have anything more? It, it was the epitome of what happens when they stick you with an athlete who really doesn't know how to do anything other than talk about his sport or broadcast sure. his sport. It was brutal. Yeah. I, 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 I even flat told him, I was like, unless you're going with a radio person, I, I can't really consider this. This will never work. But here's, here's the one added thing I'll say. This is the cool thing about where we are now. You can do any show from anywhere yeah. without having to relocate to that city, local, national, other cities. Like, I don't know that there would be a specific move you'd have to make anymore. It's not like, you know, this situation I'm referring to or Los. I mean, these are years ago where they wanted you in that city. Now I don't even think that's a, a prerequisite. All right, uh, Hammock, Daniel Hammock, last thoughts. Yeah, I guess I always like to know um, what it's like doing show prep and kind of who has to do more of that or all of y'all, you know, versus ad lib and just kind of, you know, shooting from the hip on the radio. What's yeah. what would you say the percentages are? And then also like for the show itself, who has to do the most prep or who does the most prep? Well, can, I, can I take this one along yeah, with go, you? Go, Los, yeah. We do a lot of prep, every single one of us with the idea of being able to jump off the subject whenever we want it prep your, your, your good prep allows you to go in any direction at any weird time and come back to what you already have. So that when 
when a, a, a person doesn't show up that you have as a, as a, as a guest, you're okay. Um, if you suddenly we go into 10 minute discussion on really how I don't like this pair of underwear and I need to buy more. Uh, and we were planning on talking about something Falcons. We always have that ready to go. And so that's, that's the idea, Matt, you, you roll from there. Well, all I'd say is this, um, it amazes me to this day that when I hear stuff, I can tell somebody's not doing it the right way. And what I mean is prepping the right way is don't ever prep prep for what you're going to talk about. There was a, a theory for the longest time in our business that you had to know everything. And I will be honest with the audience. I don't watch college basketball anymore like I used to. I don't watch baseball outside of the Braves. A, who has time? I have three kids. I've got 15 activities. Los is the same way. Hoyt's the same way. I prep for the stuff I know we're going to talk about. There'll never be a Falcon game, a Georgia game, a Georgia Tech game, you know, Braves that I will not be prepared for. But to do everything else to me, I, I don't care about the St. Louis Cardinals, right? And I don't, I don't care about the Phoenix Suns. So I don't, you know, if I'm uninformed, I'll be honest with the audience. Prep for what you're going to talk about. And to me, everything else takes care of itself. But I think you also got to be honest because there are people that will try and act like they did watch something. Or yeah. the audience will, will be fine with you with, with flat out saying, I didn't get a chance to watch this. Here's what I'm hearing about it. Tell me if that's right. right. If you're Agreed. honest with the audience, you will get leeway with the audience. And then I'll say this. Well, I want one more thing. Is Hoyt, Hoyt and Los's prep on a daily basis is different for different things. Los is doing a front office Los segment. Like Hoyt and I will have a conversation every morning about audio and about directions and this and that. So his prep, and he can follow up on this, is just very different than what we're doing, right? I don't actually prep. Like the weird thing is, Matt will lay, not like Los or Chuck or Matt, Matt will lay out his part of the show. And I basically get his vision of what he wants, and then I expand on it. So he writes teases for me now. It's not for That's you, it. Daniel, or yep. the other Daniel, or <laughs> Eric, or anybody else listening. He yep. writes teases for me that I can play off of, and we, we have fun with each other. Like, we joke about it. We are doing a show for three and a half of us. Sometimes when Chuck's playing, we're doing it for him too. But <laughs> we're doing a show. Y'all just happen to hear it, but we have yes. a lot of fun with it. So that's that's my prep is doing what Matt wants and following his roadmap and then kind of taking it wherever I want to go with it. But we work together long enough that we get each other's sensibilities for the stops, the starts, the pauses, the whole thing. So that's that one is- thing. That's one thing Hudson just asked me recently. He's like, why don't you play drops during our show? And I'm like, because you don't give me time. Like Matt is good about being deliberate. He'll give me time if it's there. When he yeah. sees me go like yeah. this, if oh, he's he puts pointing at nothing, plow through yep. your tees. Like we do that's cool. We do hand signals and everything else. So if you watch the show actually on the stream now, I guess yeah. we talk about that. We're sure. streaming now. It, it probably takes away some of the, the cool mystery. Oh, coming soon. It takes away some of the cool mystery of it. But you can see I have a very good idea. And the reason why Hey Matt works so – or Hey Matt, Hey Chuck works so well, I know where Matt's going before he goes there. So I'm always a step ahead of him. And, yes, yeah, some of it has to do with talking to him for an hour before the show and stuff like that. But it works out well. Yeah, but it's uh, different. Like Matt's going to do his stuff tonight. I'm going to be down in the basement. I'm trying to do all the cornerbacks in the draft and at least get three more done tonight because I just I need to keep grinding. Uh, and I, and also Hoyt and I, where we're a little bit weird and different, we'll listen back on portions of the show on the app in the evening to figure out should we have done that differently? How did right. we introduce that? How we did it? So I'll go back and listen to those segments just to be, you know, next time around, how can we do it better or did we do it well? Yeah. Yeah. And is Chuck just like a yellow legal pad and pen to paper? Is that all he's doing? You just uh, described Buck. No, that's Buck. Yeah, that's actually Buck. That's he a, has no, a Chuck, yellow Chuck legal is pad. Actually, Chuck is actually on, on his on, 
See, it's very surprising. Chuck actually has like the nicest computer of all of us. He's got a very nice Apple laptop. And so he's on that thing constantly. So whatever he comes up with or thinks about or anything else, he starts working on that thing. The rest of us are kind of like, you know, we've got our, just our notes or our, oh, yeah. I wrote this down, you know, yep. he's, he's more organized from that. Now there's also, cause he doesn't know how to work the notepad in his phone. So yes, that's true. Yeah. So it works. So, uh, all right. Do we have one more? We, we want to, we want to call it. I think we lost, I think we lost. Daniel Quigley. Oh, we got Quigley. Quigley. You got one more? Yeah. I mean, uh, just to make sure that we end this in the most uh, mature fashion possible. Um, first of all, if you talk about strip club food, I did have chicken fingers at the Cheetah one time, okay. and those are the best chicken, chicken fingers I've ever had in my life. You can look it up. Like the owner of the Cheetah, I think, owns like a five star restaurant too. You actually it's ate at Alluvia. Alluvia, that's Alluvia. exactly right. Remember, we always get our, our bills from Alluvia, and so it's like, yes. oh yeah, I went to a really nice restaurant. No, I was at the Cheetah. Correct. <laughs> it's just Alluvia is right. the way to make sure. Yeah. So here's my big hypothetical question: uh, Since me and Hoyt are now best friends. Um, <laughs> If he became a radioactive King Kong-sized uh, creature rampaging through downtown at oh my god, <laughs> 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 rampaging through downtown Atlanta, and you are charged with trying to stop him or pacify him, how do you do this? Well, I, I think once that's happened, it's too late. I, at that point, I think you just get the hell out of the way. I fly um, to Colorado. I get the world's biggest gummy. Yeah, either that. <laughs> Or just and hold it know, up to him. A large, a large can of skull and hope he gets distracted. That's not what I do. Lowe's tell him what I do. Uh, sir, that is uh, grizzly winter. I apologize. I, I picked okay. it up for him. You, you think I'd remember? I, I, I get a text every once in a while. You remember? I had to do it this morning. <laughs> He's like a child. He texts you on the way. Can you pick this up for me? It's like an intern's rite of passage when Hoyt sends you to the gas station to go pick up his wintergreen grizzly. <laughs> I made it. I made it. That's how you're on the right side. All right. We're going to leave it right there. You guys did great. I want to thank Daniel Quigley. I want to thank Daniel Hammock. Thanks to Eric Blades for being a part of the uh, Ask Us Anything. The secrets were revealed. I think we did well spilling the beans on all this stuff. You guys feel good about it? Awesome. Thanks for having me, man. Right, Love boys. the show, guys. Love it. Hoyt Lowe's, awesome. thank you for popping in. I appreciate it. Go dogs. Go dogs. Go dogs. Yay. Brandon Joseph, excellent baby. job. Right, you guys We're not to... friends anymore. To... Oh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Hey, uh, I'm from the Bay Area, though, so I'm still a Niners guy. Like, does that help? Hey, BJ, cut Quigley off. He's getting a little too comfortable. <laughs> He's, this is not the uh, Welcome to Quiglana show. This is Welcome to Mount Atlanta. They've all, all right, been thank... muted. Yes, thank you to the crew. Brandon Joseph, excellent job. Thank you. Appreciate your work. And uh, if you guys would, we always love when you leave those five-star ratings. Review the podcast. We'll do another one of these sometime, somewhere down the line, the Ask Us Anything, the old uh, AMA, just where the secrets are revealed. All right, boys and girls, we'll talk to you next week. Thank you. Good night. Guys, thanks again for joining us. We appreciate it very much. Thanks to the great folks at the Rhodes Group. Remember, the Rhodes Group is where you want to go to have them shop your insurance rates, both car and home. They did it for me at no cost. They will do it for you at no cost, and they can save you a bundle of money. You have nothing to lose and only something to gain with the Rhodes Group. You can go to the Rhodes Group, uh, check out their great website. You can go to my Twitter page and find out the information there with a landing page right over to find out how they can get you 10 quotes as quickly as 10 minutes. Thanks to Brian Murphy for producing the podcast, and thanks to you guys for making us your weekly destination. We'll talk to you next week on Welcome to Madlanta. Welcome to Atlanta where the players play.
play and we ride on them things like every day. Big beats hit street, see gangsters roaming, and parties don't stop till eight in the morning. Welcome to Atlanta where the players play, and we ride on them things like every day. Big beats hit street, see gangsters roaming, uh-huh. and parties don't stop yeah. till eight uh-huh. in the morning. This morning in the Atlanta airport, no one's missing a meal on Mac Wilburn's watch. With 11 restaurants to serve passengers, he's got dining for every destination. And it all started when Mac talked with First Horizon Bank about opening a franchise in the airport. Now it's open for business and cleared for takeoff. First Horizon Bank, let's find a way. Go to firsthorizon.com slash Mac. First Horizon Bank, member FDIC. Support for Extra 106.3 comes from Natural Body Spa and Skin Remedy, celebrating their 35th anniversary and offering gift cards in-store and online. You can discover Mother's Day and anniversary presents online at Natural Body Spa and Skin Remedy at naturalbody.com.